Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. Now, if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too? And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story came from the Today I Messed Up subreddit, saying, Today I effed up by getting a DNA test and revealing a family secret. And of course, it does come with an update. I've always been interested in doing one of those at-home kits that tells you your ethnicity estimates. My mother has, for many years, claimed that her own great-grandmother was completely Native American. And I recently learned that this is apparently something common for Southerners to claim, but that it is rarely true. I finally went ahead and bought one of the kits because there is nothing I enjoy more in life than proving my mother wrong. Fast forward a few weeks, so I get my results. I'm 0% Native America, which isn't exactly shocking. The real surprises come from the fact I am also 0% Eastern European. This probably wouldn't mean much for most people, but I happen to be Polish, or at least I thought I was. I have an unpronounceable, very Polish last name. My great-grandparents were Polish-speaking immigrants. My parental grandfather himself spoke Polish as a child. My first thought was that the test was a mistake. My results came over a week before the projected arrival date and I knew I should be somewhere around 25% Polish slash Eastern European. So maybe there had been an error somewhere at the lab. I started digging around through my DNA relative matches. I had matched with an extended cousin with my mum's maiden name, living in the state that she grew up in. So the DNA analyzed was definitely mine and this was not a switch tube situation. There were only two possible explanations. Either my own dad was not my biological father or my Polish grandfather was not the biological father of my dad. I look a lot like my father, so it seemed unlikely that we were not related. However, there was no strong family resemblance between my dad and his own father. In fact, my grandfather and many of his siblings had a, we'll call it, striking nose that my sister and I often rejoiced in not inheriting. Also, my paternal grandparents had a disastrous marriage and a bitter divorce. An affair did not seem out of the question. My paternal grandfather died over 10 years ago, but my paternal grandmother is still living and I gave her a call. It took a while for me to fully explain the DNA testing to her. She's 87, but we got there. She denied it and tried to explain the unexpected results with a long ramble about migrating European tribes before I was finally able to make her understand that I'd be able to test relatives from the Polish side of the family and determine whether or not I was actually related to them. She told me that she didn't think that was a good idea and I should think about it before contacting anyone. I think I knew right then, but it was not until today, two days later, that she finally admitted it to my sister. My father had been lied to his entire life about his biological father. So who is my actual paternal grandfather? My grandmother promised my sister that she would tell the two of everything when my sister gets into town for Christmas. She requested that we not tell anyone until then. It's too late. 
my sister already told everyone. And of course, as I said, we do have an update to that in a second. I always find these sorts of stories amazing how these DNA kits cause, well, they don't cause trouble. It's obviously what happened before caused the trouble, but the information that it does reveal with these families and how easy it is now. I've never actually tried one myself. I was always interested in like, are they 100% reliable? How reliable are they? Is there a percentage on that? I need to look that up. But a couple of comments before we get into the update. Tashin all says, we found out the neighbor kid growing up down the street from my mum and her five brothers in Boston was actually their half brother. Our grandpa had an affair with the lady down the way and the poor boy was told when his parents died but never told my family. Our new uncle finally let us all know the day of our grandfather's funeral, telling the family he had promised his mother to keep it a secret until then. Of course, this posed the interesting situation of my grandmother learning of her husband's affair 65 years ago and also realizing the boy she had over to play with her children for years and even not once kissed my mother before he knew was the product of said affair. We expected fireworks. Instead, her response is one I am still amazed by. What a blessing. I have another son. She passed away two years later, firmly having accepted him as one of her own. Nobule replies that saying, my grandma did the same thing. I did a test with 23andMe and discovered an aunt who was the product of my paternal grandfather's affair while in the military. The daughter, my aunt, was given up for adoption and we connected through the test. My mum was trying to figure out who she was and how we were related and let it slip to my grandmother. Everyone feared the worst, but grandma was so sweet about it and said she was happy to have yet another child in the family from the love of her life. He's been gone 14 years now, so she was just happy to find another part of him in the world. New aunt is happy to have a big family that has welcomed her in. The weirdest part, out of all of my aunts and uncles, she resembles my grandfather the most. Patty Lee says, I think a lot of people would be astonished to see their true genetic family tree overlaid on the historical one. I found out I was a doorstep baby and the lies running through the generations before ours are mind-boggling. And one more from only for f1 who says yeah a similar thing happened to me my aunt is super proud of her rare ab plus blood type one problem my grandparents have the blood types b and o considering she cared for both of them in their twilight years until their deaths i haven't had the heart to tell her so now let's move on to the update to find out what happened next and the update is titled and the grandfather is and it says in my previous post I said that my grandmother promised to tell all when my sister comes to town next week. Officially, that is still the plan, but my sister, who apparently missed her call as a special prosecutor, got my grandmother to admit to her over the phone the story of what actually happened. And it is interesting. Without going too much into the family history, when I first noticed the inconsistencies in my DNA test, I had an early idea who might be my bio-paternal grandfather. Basically, my grandmother had a long-time family friend that she had known even before my grandfather, PG, to try and distinguish between the two men. I'm going to refer to them as PG for Polish grandpa and BG for bio grandpa. She and this friend maintained contact for years and years, all the way until both their second spouses had died and they married each other. The kids had grown up together even before they become step-siblings as adults and they are still part of my extended family as aunts and uncles even though BG died when I was a baby almost 30 years ago. Over the years, there has been a bit of a mild speculation that BG had possibly fathered my dad's younger brother. No one took it all that seriously but he did look an awful lot like one of BG's and his wife's kids. 
Because of this, the day I got my test results in and figured out what they probably meant, I called my sister and we ordered a test for her best friend, one of BG's grandchildren. Telling this information to grandma was what finally made her admit it. I was going to be matched as a cousin with my sister's best friend, who, although considered a part of my extended family, should have been no biological relation to me. But here's where it gets a little confusing. My grandmother claims that PG was sterile as the result of something that happened to him in World War II. She says all three of her children are biologically from BG, but that it was done intentionally through artificial insemination. She desperately wants us to be kept a secret from everyone, including my dad and his siblings, because she is worried that people will assume the worst about her. My dad and his siblings were born in the early 1950s. Does anyone know what the odds of this were? How common was artificial insemination back then? Would someone have actually used a friend as a donor? More than three separate times. My grandmother had at least one miscarriage that I remember her telling me about at some point. My grandmother has a known history of rewriting events in her favor. I guess it really does not matter at this point why BG was the father, but it is frustrating to feel like she might be just throwing in more lies on top of everything. And some answers to common questions from my last post. A lot of people wanted to know which DNA test I used. I used my heritage, but I have no idea if it is better than any of the others. I picked it because it was the cheapest. A lot of people also want to tell me that these tests are not very accurate. I don't really know what to say about that except that it was accurate enough to know that I did not have any Polish ancestry. Some people wanted to know how my dad was taking all of this. He has not yet been told who his biofather was, but he did not have a particularly strong reaction to the original information. His opinion was that it did not particularly matter to him because whoever it was was dead anyway. My dad is not one to dwell on this type of thing. My mother thinks my sister and I are being ridiculous for obsessing over the whole thing. But this is the same mother that still refuses to admit that she does not have any recent Native American ancestry. So, and then December 9th, 2021, it says, where someone asked, was anyone else in the family tested? Did grandmother ever own up to the affair? OP replied saying, my dad and his known siblings have never been tested, but several of his newly discovered half-siblings have some of their children tested and matched appropriately to me and my sister. Grandma never admitted to the affair, and she died two years ago, so I guess we'll never know the full details of that story. Everyone in the family and extended family know the truth now, and everyone is pretty much fine with it. No one gave Grandma much of a hard time about it, although no one really believes the artificial insemination story. We've never been able to prove or disprove it. Now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. And what do you think about that artificial insemination stuff? Let us know and let's move on to another story. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next three comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Throwaway Sammy 757 who says, Am I the Arsehole for telling my fiancé to get over himself? I'm engaged to my fiancé, Sam, 41, and we're getting married too. I will say that he was married before and had a 13-year-old son who passed away four years ago. Let me tell you, he is still pretty much grieving. Not judging him for that, but his grieving can and will cloud his thinking sometimes. We're currently in the wedding planning phase. He asked that we reserve a chair at the venue for his deceased son. I was dumbfounded when I heard this, but he said that he knows his son will be there for him spiritually and he'd like to reserve a seat for him out of respect and to make him feel included. I tried to be gentle because this seemed insane and told him we can't do that because guests will be asking questions and will think he's mentally unstable. I asked him to let go of this idea, but he offered a compromise by leaving the last chair in the very back empty so no one will notice. I felt uneasy and asked him to just let it go, but he kept bringing it up saying he gets a say since it's his wedding and his son was and will always be family. I had a fight with him telling him it's my wedding too and I don't want people to laugh at us. He said I have nothing to lose if I say yes and that I'm being selfish. I snapped and told him to get over himself and he got quiet suddenly and stopped arguing, then shut down completely. I then heard him sob while he was smoking outside and refused to speak to me. Didn't even let me sit with him. He's been like this ever since the fight and has been avoiding me. I could have blown this out of proportion, but I thought his request would weird out many guests and make our wedding a laughing stock. And we do have a slight edit to this, which replies to some of the comments. And I will come into this one with an automatic, you're the asshole in this situation. I've seen this in a couple of weddings I've been to where chairs have been left or there's been sort of a memorial of some sort left for a past loved one because they wanted them to be a part of that wedding. And I think it's a lovely thing to include. At my niece's wedding, just a couple of months back when when we was there there was obviously there was a memorial left there for my father who passed away because she wanted him to be a part of the wedding as well and you know you're surrounded by family people who love this person as well so it's not a, it's not a laughing thing people know it's a memory people know it's for a loved one no one's going to laugh at that and at my niece's wedding i saw people standing around it and talking about those family members and talking about my dad coming up to me and talking about him as well and it was absolutely lovely so of course you're going to be the asshole in this situation to me but happy banana says you're the asshole a wedding is about both of you he offered a compromise you're putting your foot down why what he wants is harmless and also really sweet quotes guests will be asking questions and will think he's mentally unstable i don't want people to laugh at us and then says so don't invite assholes to your wedding I'm sorry, but given how callous you're being, I'd be surprised if there even is a wedding now. Agreeable asparagus says you're the asshole unequivocally. A huge gaping one. He lost his child. You don't get over that. You made him sob over a chair. Think about that for a minute. The way you're approaching this is disgusting. You're the one that needs to get over yourself. If I were him, I'd be calling the whole wedding off. The disrespect is unreal. Hurry Substantial says you are right about his grief cloud and his thinking sometimes. He must have been totally clouded over when he agreed to marry you. You come across as a very cold-hearted, self-obsessed person. You don't deserve him. You're the arsehole. 
Holly says you're the asshole, leaving a front row seat open at a ceremony and having a in-memory table with some pictures of loved ones you wish you could attend at the reception are both very common wedding practices for people who have lost close family members. Now, let's read that little edit before we move on. So in response to the comments, OP said, editing to add that, I didn't think that such a thing was common. I admit, I should have handled the conversation better, but the guests I was referring to are my male cousin. They are terrible and make fun of everything and take every opportunity to turn an event into a laughing stock. I can't keep them from attending because they are family, but at the same time, don't want to give them a chance to hurt Sam's feelings or make rude comments. I love Sam and sympathize with his struggle, but I feel like he's being dismissive of my feelings and thoughts. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Paper Cables, who says, am I the asshole for not hiring my sister to be my wedding planner? I, 26 female, and getting married to fiance, 27 male, on June 24th of next year. We have done a few things on planning it, but it's very stressful and we both work full time. Plus, I'm in grad school, so we just don't have the time. Well, I called my mum about two weeks ago and mentioned how hard planning a wedding was, and she told me we should invest in a wedding planner. Duh, I can't believe we forgot these exist. She also said she could recommend one to us, but I told her I'd have to talk with my fiance about our budget and we'll see. Then we talked about other stuff and that was pretty much how it went. Well, my fiance and I have talked with a few wedding planners since that call and found the perfect match for us. She's been so great and so helpful and I'm thankful for her. I talked with my mum a few days ago and told her we found a wedding planner and thanked her for advice. Well, my mum told me she was trying to nudge me to hire my sister, 29 female, as she's just getting into the wedding planner business and that's what her recommendation was for. Now, I love my sister and think she's great, but I also know my sister and she's not great on staying with jobs. She was not good taking orders and quit stable jobs. She started a resin business that didn't take off and she didn't want to market for it. She got caught into a pyramid scheme, which she barely got out of. My parents paid it off and last time I heard, two months ago, she was trying to be a nail technician. I told my mum that I love my sister, but I want a professional to do my wedding. Well, come to find out that my mum had me on speakerphone and my sister was in the room with her. This led to my sister grabbing the phone from my mum and telling me I'm a stuck-up B-word and that I'm pretentious. I need to get off my high horse and other things. When my mum finally took the phone back, with my sister still yelling, she told me that I was being mean and unfair and that I should give my sister a chance. To which I said no again because her attitude to rejection just solidified my opinion. My mum told me I was being judgmental and that she wouldn't answer my calls until I apologized to my sister and hire her to plan my wedding. My fiance is obviously on my side, but my dad said I should at least apologize. Am I the asshole? Absolutely not the asshole in this situation. You know, your mum's the one that put you in the spot on this. You had already hired someone, yet she was trying to push you for your sister who just started a business, you know, seems to have a bit of a flaky background with businesses in general. And I think I'd be very much like you in this situation. Yes, you said, even over the phone, that you love your sister, but you want a professional to do the wedding. Your sister is not a professional. It's that simple. And whilst, yes, you may want to give her a chance or, or whatever, but she's proven with the way she reacted that she was never a good choice. But impossible pause says not the asshole. The position was already filled before the sister offered her services. 
It would have been better to simply say that, but I don't blame you for very reasonably pointing out all the reasons that this was a bad idea. If you apologize, do it for you, not them. Do it for a drama-free wedding, but know 100% that you are not to blame. Bell Bell says not the asshole. Tell your mum to apologize for not disclosing she was on speaker with other people in the room. Azaru says sister saying she's a wedding planner now doesn't actually make her a wedding planner. Event coordination and management is an actual skill that needs to be learned and practiced. Wedding planners need to know the local market and relevant laws and regulations like noise, ordinances, COVID restrictions, etc. And probably is the most important aspect of the job is having relationships with dozens, if not hundreds of vendors, covering the range of wedding services with different styles and approaches and at different price points. Grabbing the first page of results from a vendor search on the knot does not make someone a planner. Reminds me of Michael Scott's, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Rebel Scum says, Not the asshole. I don't believe in hiring friends and family for services unless it's something you truly want. It rarely ends well and if something goes wrong, there is always tension because of the personal relationship. You also stated you didn't even know this was something she was trying to do. As last you heard, she was trying to be a nail tech so you hired someone else. And you are absolutely right. Her reaction to rejection is insane. If she's going to talk to family like that, how is she going to talk to clients and vendors when things don't go as she plans? And one more from Cyber who says, not the asshole. Her outburst proves you made the correct decision. And 98% of the time, never do business with family. Edit to add, don't apologize. And you'll need to not invite your mum slash sister till they do. Now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. Would you apologize in that situation to keep the peace? Ah, da, 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 da. I don't think so, but let me know your thoughts in the comments below. As always, I would love to hear it. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the channel. Your love, time, and support always means the absolute world to me. And don't forget, at the end of the video, there'll be a couple of videos there, a couple of playlists for you there for you to click on. So whatever you're doing, drawing, writing, walking, bit of exercise, whatever, it will just play through automatically for you. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Yeah, man, I remember being so naive When life was good, weather and palm trees Back in the day, you were everything I need But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool When you made me believe that the line between love Wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair, crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.